so I'm back in for another edition of your mother. This is the post review of the verses between Bone Thugs and Harmony and 3-6. Um, shit was trash. Um, it wasn't what I was expecting. It was like a Triller fucking uh, concert. Yeah, it was like a Triller concert uh, as opposed to an isolated battle. I like the battles when they were set up like DMX's versus Snoop, uh, Teddy Riley versus the nigga he battled. I forgot who the fuck it was. Um, I ain't really feeling the whole setup like um, the whole concert sh uh, uh, style. Like they had uh, uh, the Locks versus Dipset at the Madison Square Garden. I wasn't feeling that. I still haven't watched that versus. Uh, I've seen bits and pieces of it on YouTube, but like, I'm not feeling that whole setup because I don't like, um, I don't like the entourage all on stage and shit. Like, sit your ass to fucking the audience, right? Um, and I don't like the whole audience thing, you know what I'm saying? It puts too much emphasis on the artists, right? Like, they have to feel like they have to, like, show out. And if you watch the DMX versus Snoop Dogg, it was more laid back. It was chill, right? Now, that versus was actually at the start of COVID. So it was a little bit more, I guess, controlled. I like that. I like that setup because it, you get to focus on the artists, not they fucking entourage and all these stupid motherfucking hangarounders, right? And I think that's what Bone Thugs went into it under the impression that it was gonna be just them and 3-6 on the stage. But when the shit came on, it had 3-6 on the stage with their entourage, Bone and a bunch of no-name niggas I didn't know, right? Like, I don't wanna see that dude. Now, how the fuck this dude get on stage? And this nigga isn't even performing. Why the fuck is he on stage? Like, that's the shit going through my mind. I also didn't like the guest appearances, right? Bone Thugs and Harmony and 3-6 Mafia have enough, enough hits by themselves just as their group that they didn't need to bring on Lil Flip, MG, uh, A-Ball and MGK. Um, who the fuck else did they bring out? Lil Wayne, uh, Terrence Howard. That was another thing. Like, this thing ain't even a fucking rapper. What the fuck is he doing on the stage, right? If I want to see Lucius lying and shit, I watch fucking Empire. Like that's that's where my mom was going. So that shit was whack. I didn't want to see Chameleon there, even though Crazy Bone did do a song that won a Grammy and it was a hit and it was a number one. Like I don't give a fuck, right? I want to hear Bone Thugs and Harmony, not Bone Thugs and Harmony featuring this no name nigga. And Chameleon there only has one album to date, so he's a no name nigga. Uh, I also didn't want to see Lil John on stage, even though Lil John did a song with Crazy Bone and, and Mystico. It wasn't they battle. So I don't want to see that shit. You want Lil John to come out, you put him up against somebody. Same thing with M uh, MGK um, and 8 Ball and Lil Flip. You want Lil Flip to come out, you put him up against T.I. Like, that's where I'm going with it. Uh, you want to see Chameleon Air? Uh, know who the fuck wants to see Chameleon Air? That should have been Chameleon Air versus uh, Mike Jones, right? Because both of them niggas only had one hot album. So that shit was whack. I also didn't like the song arrangement. Whoever arranged Bone Thugs and Harmony songs, they didn't arrange the shit that could have been they didn't arrange the shit how it should have been if it was me I would have had Bone Thugs and Harmony lead with their hottest songs right I wouldn't have had Mariah Carey's song featuring Bone Thugs and Harmony cause she didn't show up uh 3-6 Mafia had a song called uh Slob on My Knob and uh Bands to Make Her Dance Bone Thugs and Harmony should have had a sexy song like um Avant featuring Bone Thugs and Harmony right the song uh Make Sweet Love or Sweet Love, whatever the fuck the song was called. That shit was hot. Um, but it would have had a feature, so I don't want to hear that. Um, it should have just been the classic songs, right? It should have been in a controlled environment. 
That way, if some shit was said, it would have just been the entourage, uh, the groups fighting, right? Not they niggas. Speaking on the fight, I think Busy Bone was set off by the fact that DJ Paul and Gangsta Boo was dancing to a sh- to a boot uh, Buddha lovers, right? Now Buddha lovers is a slow song. They slowed it down, and they were, I guess, making fun. But you know what I'm saying, in lighthearted fun, which that set Busy off. He told them, "Yo, y'all ugly motherfuckers ain't gonna be mocking me." Now that was probably out of pocket. He could have been a little bit more professional and just ignored the shit, right? At 45 years old, some things you just gotta ignore, right? At a certain age, you just have to let things just roll off your back because you're not 25. You're not even 35, right? Like, what's the point? You're almost 50 years old. What you gonna do, fight this nigga because they making fun? It's it's supposed to be a fun event, right? So that was kind of out of pocket. But in any event, DJ Paul actually made things a little bit more... He took shit in a direction they didn't need to go to, right? Causing Busy Bone to respond the same way that Jeezy should have responded when Gucci Man said he after the show they gonna be smoking on a Pookie pack, right? Pookie load pack, right? Uh, I think Jeezy should have got up and whipped his ass, but you know, niggas is just Hollywood rappers, so you at this point, like it would just look embarrassing. Even if he had a whip Gucci Mane ass. Now, Gucci Mane went to prison for three years. He shot a nigga and killed him. So I think Jeezy would have had a little bit of trouble of, like, whipping this nigga's ass. Because he is fortified for them streets. I feel like if you go to prison, you don't get touched on. It makes you a stronger man. Not stronger than the average man. It just makes you more of a stronger man, right? Anybody can go to prison for three years, not get touched on, stabbed, or raped. Um, I mean, that's some, um, that's some admirable shit. However, DJ Paul inviting Busy Bone to his bottom regions, that was out of pocket, to which Busy Bone didn't take kind to that shit, threw a mic at his ass and the water bottle, as he should, right? Me, I would have stole on his ass. But, you know, niggas is in their 40s. DJ Paul is 47. Um, Juicy J is 47. Busy Bone is 45. Like, my nigga, you are clit. You are nearing 50 years old. The last thing you need to be doing is fighting a nigga over some shit that said, right? Let that shit go. In any event, they had to go to technical difficulties, pause the show and all that shit. And bring it back to civility after about 10 minutes, right? I think that might have been the highlight of the show. All in all, I will say while it was trash, I did enjoy it a little bit. Yeah, so like I was saying, shit was trash because of all them goddamn features and the fact that Triller um, turned it into a concert. I didn't want to watch a fucking concert. I wanted to watch a musical battle between musicians, right? Artwork. Not fucking get crunk and shit. Not get turned up. I ain't trying to get lit. You know what I'm saying? That shit is stupid. That's not what hip hop is about. Crazy Bone said it at the beginning of the shit. We just want to get on stage and rap. You know what I'm saying? Rap our songs that people know and love against y'all songs. Now, in a controlled environment, I think 3-6 Mafia would not have had the upper hand because it wouldn't have been a concert, right? They wouldn't have been feeding off the energy of the crowd. And I think Bung would have come came out on top. Um so yeah. That's the shit I didn't like. That and the fucking features. Artists that were showing up that had nothing to do with the, like, they weren't part of the groups. Why the fuck are they there? When you seen DMX rap his songs, he didn't rap a song with Drag On, right? Even though Ain't No Other Cats was a fucking hit single off his um, 
Flesh in My Flesh album. Snoop Dogg has songs featuring Nate Dogg. You didn't, well, Nate Dogg's dead, but even if he was alive, he has songs with the DPG, Dog Pound Gangsters. They wasn't there. Um, he has songs with Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre was not in the fucking studio because it's not a battle against Dr. Dre versus Snoop Dogg. It's just Snoop versus DMX. So the same thing should apply to Bone Thugs and Harmony. But Swiss Beats and Timberland sold, if I'm not mistaken, they sold versus to Triller for $397 million. You know the old saying goes, niggas always sell out when a cracker wave a check in their face. Now, to all the white people out there, I don't mean cracker necessarily synonymous with white people. I mean cracker synonymous with white ass exploiters. Culture vultures. Triller is a fucking culture vulture company. They not trying to push or promote white motherfuckers, by and large. I think about it. On their platform, when did Triller have two boxers that were white fight each other? Hey, even they had fucking Jake Paul fight Nate Robinson, right? Yeah, so they even had Mike Tyson fighting Roy Jones, right? So I don't see them exploiting white people. I haven't seen Kiss on there doing the concert. I haven't seen Conor McGregor doing um, an exhibition fight with anybody. <laughs> so, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Triller commercialized the verses and added a bunch of fuckery. Now, it kind of seemed like Bone Thugs and Harmony wasn't privy to um, the lineup, right? And it was set up so much like a concert that I don't even think that they were alerted to perform. I guess they figured they just knew their songs. They would just go with what the DJ was playing and rock out, right? Now, as much as I like Bone Thugs and Harmony, <laughs> that strategy seemed to backfire on them, right? Because while they was up there performing Buddha Lovers, which is a laid back song, right? You can't compare it to the energy of 3-6 Mafia songs. For the most part, all 3-6 Mafia does is drug songs, fucking songs, uh, degraded black music, right? They make songs for toxic niggas, right? Bone Thugs and Harmony, while they are thugs, they make songs kind of like highlighting the street, not glorifying it. <laughs> so it put the two groups up against each other. One was a mismatch. And two, if to make it not a mismatch, like I said, they should have went with the old format. Had like a closed, closed off facility. Hell, if they want to make money from it, have a closed off facility and charge niggas to watch it, right? Through Triller. Triller like made money from the, the views. Um, and because it's Bone Thugs and Harmony and 3-6 Mafia, I think they would have got a good bit of money because people would have actually paid to see that. Like, they actually paid to come to the arena or the Palladium Stadium and actually watch them perform. They would have, people, the diehard fans would have paid for that. Um, I'm not going to say that it would have made as much money, but it would have made a good amount of money, right? But, considering 3-6 Mafia and Bone Thugs and Harmony have a 25-year-plus catalog, they have notoriety in the game, and it gives them a chance to be more highlighted in the current hip-hop landscape. Um, I think they went with the latter. Like I said, that seemed to backfire on Bone Thugs and Harmony. Now, in my opinion, I still think Bone Thugs and Harmony won because they had better songs. They just needed to plot the shit out a little bit better, right? I think they should have had their own personal DJ because throughout the whole verses, you saw members of Bone Thugs and Harmony talking to the DJ. Um... That's not good because 3 6 Mafia seem to actually have their shit down packed. Um, and also, aside from the catalog and the notoriety of Bone Thugs and Harmony, um, 
that aside, I think it was a bad versus because um one, if you're going hit for hit, 3-6 Mafia doesn't have that many number ones as Bone Thugs and Harmony. So it would have been an easy battle in a closed off facility playing the number one hits, minus these fucking songs that were features. Now, a lot of the songs that 3-6 Mafia has as individuals have features. Um, I don't think they should have been allowed to do that. I think they should have been allowed only to play the songs that they released as singles, whether they went number one or not, that didn't have um, features on them. Like, Juicy J played Bands to Make Her Dance featuring Lil Wayne. Now, while that's a 3-6 Mafia member song, that wasn't a 3-6 song, right? Uh, Project Pat had... Uh, chicken head but I think that was off if I'm not mistaken that was off of one of his albums if I'm not mistaken it was his second album um let's see I didn't see a lot of songs that were 3-6 Mafia only songs I seen a lot of songs that were 3-6 Mafia uh Juicy J and DJ Paul songs uh Hard Out Here for a Pimp was a Terrence Howard song from the soundtrack from the movie Hustle and Flow so that right there was a bad, like, technically, that wasn't a 3-6 Mafia song. That was a soundtrack song featuring Terrence Howard. Now, it was written by one of the members from 3-6 Mafia, but it wasn't them. So, I think that was unfair. And on top of all that, I didn't, I didn't tune in to watch niggas that wasn't a part of the group, right? Now... Granted, they have lost a few members, right? They lost Coopster. Uh, he died in 2013. And they lost um, Lord Infamous, which I thought he died in the 90s. But um, if I'm not mistaken, he died in 2000. And he died in 2014. So they bring they brought in a whole bunch of members that were rotated throughout their career. Whereas with Bone Thugs and Harmony, they had all five core members that were there from the beginning. Um, also, I didn't like the fact that they let Wishbone perform a lot of his verses from the hit songs, right? He's not the strongest member. Now, while I like Wishbone, I would have preferred Busy Bone to perform his singles from East 99. Or Crazy Bone perform his verse from... Um, uh -oh. Notorious thugs. Um, so they just they didn't they didn't strategize it as good as they should. As it pertains to the beef between Busy Bone and Juicy J, um, it's a 50-50 chance as to if that shit was a publicity stunt or it wasn't. Now, it could have not been a publicity stunt based off of what was said. And a lot of people think that it was just like senseless acting out. But I think Busy Bone initiated confrontation, right? Now, if it was legit shit, right? And it wasn't pre-scripted. Um, yeah, I think that um, 3-6 Mafia was out of line for mocking Busy Bone. But like I was saying earlier, uh, he's 45 years old, 46, about to be... Like, you're too old to be getting pissed off because people are making fun of you. It's a battle, right? You take it in stride. Now, considering that they perform Buddha Lovers, which I wouldn't have done until the very end. Um, I, I think he might have been... I think he might have been out of line for actually, like approaching it like he did he should have approached it like i said as a grown man they're making fun of you you're taking a stride like the shit roll off your back right not call them ugly motherfuckers because knowing us us black people especially in hip-hop right hip-hop is an industry um that's full of niggas from the streets right they don't have etiquette tact composure uh, any other adjective that describes a person with self-discipline so he hauled off and said, you ugly motherfuckers ain't gonna be mocking, ain't finna be mocking me while I'm on stage. To which Juicy, Ju, uh, Juicy J responded back, suck my dick. Now, given that Busy Bone was out of line, Juicy J 
was out of line also, right? And what's the famous saying? Go, two wrongs don't make a right. Nigga say something you don't like. Responding back in a fucked up manner. Just not de-escalate the bullshit. If anything, it keeps going. To which Busy Bone didn't take on to it, right? Threw the fucking microphone and a bottle, uh, a bottle of water at him. As he should. Right? Any man that invites you to his dick, you gotta handle your business. Now, if you're grown, old, or mature, why you might want to fuck somebody up for saying that, you're not 25 or even 35. You gotta kind of like handle that shit as a grown man would. But, whatever the case is, shit got heated. Like I said, Busy Bone threw a bottle of water and a microphone at him. Um... So then, you know what I'm saying? Instead of the two men fighting, as I think they should have, right? They should have been they they should have just let them niggas box. Um, the bodyguards, and yes, them niggas got bodyguards, because every nigga that was on the stage uh from the group is worth probably a couple few hundred thousand dollars, if not a few million. So millionaires is not scuffling and shit, or at least they shouldn't. So the bodyguards jumped in, it looked like somebody tried to grab busy. Somebody grabbed Busy back. I think it was Fleshbone. And uh, it was a first in history where Versus had to put on the technical difficulties sign, right? Now, if it was a publicity stunt, I wouldn't be surprised. Busy Bone has an uh, album that he released, The Mantra, earlier this year. And he's also have another, he has another album that's coming out, if I'm not mistaken, sometime later in this month called War of Roses. Um, so it could have been publicity stunt to direct attention to his Instagram page, his YouTube channel, and also for sales, right? What do they say? All publicity is good publicity, even bad publicity. So there's that. DJ Paul is also in the works of working with Crazy Bone to make a collaborated, a collaboration album. So there's that. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, Juicy J is about to release another album, studio album. So, this right here, it's just good publicity. If I'm not mistaken, Crunchy Black is working on the album. Project Pack is working on some songs. Um, he's gained a little bit of tra uh, traction since uh, 21 Savage did a song. I, I guess kind of mimicking his cadence on a, a song. If I'm not mistaken, also, there's like a Juice uh, Project Pack sample. So... In my mind, because these are like middle-aged rappers, and yes, I did call them niggas middle-aged because every nigga on that stage is at least 45 or older. Um, I don't think any of them niggas is 50 years old. Fleshbone is 48. Wishbone is 47. Lazybone is 47. Busybone being the youngest member is 45. Juicy J is 47. Project Pat is 48. Um, uh, uh, surprising, surprisingly enough. Gangsta Boo is only 42. I was surprised. I thought she was older. Um, bitch ain't nothing but a few few years older than me. Uh, LeChat is 43. So, it's a bunch of middle-aged niggas on the stage acting a fucking idiot or acting like you in your 20s. Not the route to go. But I think we be asking rappers to conduct themselves a little bit mature than they should. You got to think about it. Most of these niggas didn't graduate high school. So they have a developed mind of a 16, 17, or even 18-year-old. Um, a lot of them niggas had kids younger than 20. So their mental growth isn't at the age of a typical 45-year-old, right? Um, and they eat better, have a little bit more paper, so they're, they're able to maintain their appearance, their health. Um, so they haven't aged at the age of a typical 45, 46, 7, or 48-year-old, right? Hell, look at fucking, um, what's his name? E-40. I want to say that nigga's like 52. He looks every bit of like 39, right? Um, even if still, regardless on if you look young or not, you still... At a certain age, you just have to grow the fuck up and not take things so serious, right? Because in a couple of decades, you might either be close to dead or dead, right? And considering all the drugs and weed and alcohol these niggas have smoked and drank, 
Um, I'm not betting that any of these niggas live to the ripe old age of 94 like Sidney Poitier, right? It's not happening. You'd be surprised if these niggas live past 68. So, me personally, I think it was a publicity stunt. Um, according to social media, it did go down as the, um, one of the most entertaining verses to date, right? Because a lot of them shits was boring. Snoop Dogg versus DMX was boring as fuck. Um, Anita Baker was boring. Uh, Patti LaBelle versus, I don't know who the fuck she battled. Um, Shaka Khan versus Sheila E was boring as shit. Um, everybody's waiting on Jay-Z and Nas to battle. I wish, uh, Michael Jackson and Prince were still alive. That would have been an all-time high, right? probably would have got like 40 million views shit probably would have made more money than god swiss beats and every nigga that's attached to versus probably would have been able to retire i mean swiss beats is worth 190 million so he can retire too but i mean extra 500 million sliced up two or three ways don't hurt right so um it was an entertaining versus regardless of all the motherfuckers on stage however i would have preferred without all the features right anyways when I come back I'm gonna get my rundown on Bone Thugs and Harmony cause I'm a big Bone Thugs and Harmony fan I'm from Toledo Ohio the niggas is from Cleveland so when I come back I'll give the breakdown of their career back um for the second half this is the breakdown we'll talk about bone thugs and harmony give all the people out there younger than the age of 30 um kind of like a backlog history right a lot of people don't know what the a lot of people that's too young don't know what the significance is of bone thugs and harmony as a group doing the verses and their contribution to hip-hop now it all started in 1993 right Niggas got on the bus, went to go meet Easy E, caught up back with him in Cleveland at a backstage show, right? Performed for him, got signed, released their first EP, uh, Creeping on the Come Up in 1994, worked on their second album, East 99, from 94 to about 95, to which Easy E ultimately died before it was released, therefore prompting them to uh, re-release one of the singles, The Crossroads, as a remix, right? With the Isley Brothers interpolation, right? And the DJ Unique produced track, The Crossroads, right? So, after their mentor, Easy e died in 95, March of 95, um, they went on to sell 4 million records of East 99, um... They weren't seemingly getting the money that they that Busy Bone deserved or felt like he deserved or he felt like his group group deserved. Um, so he started becoming AWOL. Uh, after that, 1996, Lazy Bone and Crazy Bone formed Mo Thugs Records, which they released two albums between 1996 and 1998. While that time, the group was kind of like in discord. Busy Bone released a solo album, Heaven's Movie, in 1998. I guess due to contractual constraints and creativity constraints, he kind of didn't even promote the album. It went on to go gold, uh, be one of his most critically acclaimed albums to date. I think the nigga has like 20 albums, uh, too many to fucking name. Just to name a few of his solo albums. He has Heaven Mo Heaven's Movie. He has... Um, Alpha and Omega, which was released in 2004. Uh, a Song For You, uh, which was released in 2008. He has some kind of independent records. I guess they're studio independent records. One was released in 2009. Um, it's called My Story. He released one in 2009. Uh, also called... Um, uh, Midwest Cowboy, it was thoroughly trash, um, the, um, my story was lukewarm, right, to say the least, 
Uh, he released Crossroads 2010. Um, that's that album. If I had to give it out of five stars, it was a good two and a half, right? Um, uh, Crazy Bone released uh, Thug Mentality in 1999. That was the dopest album he has. He's come out to outwit to date. Um, he also released in 2001 Thug on the Line. That was a dope ass record. Uh, he had the Sade sample. Uh, Bone Thugs and Harmony as a Greek, uh, as a uh, uh, to greet um damn stumbling over words uh to get out of their contractual agreement with ruthless records went on to release in 2000 resurrection um which was a good album right uh, i forgot to mention in 97 they actually released the art of war which actually is a dope ass album has uh thug love on it with um tupac right it should have been a single but considering how Tupac died the gunshots in the background of the song bad bad publicity right so they didn't release that as a single instead they released look into my eyes and if I could teach the world which busy was a wall right uh fast forward back on track 2002 they released thug on the line that actually was um no nah, let me take that back it wasn't thug on the line it was um uh thug world order that's that album was lukewarm to say the least it had tracks on there that was talking about being a baby baby daddy having baby mama drama um they tried to do the um classic crossroads routine when they did the song with um phil collins take me home which i think was like a rendition of one of his early release songs in the 80s um it was thoroughly trash right uh, they should have released the single with that they did with Avant, the self-titled album uh, record Cleveland. That would have been dope. They've also done uh, features with people here and there. Uh, they did a feature, another feature with Avant. Uh, that probably would have been a sexy song to actually perform at the verses, but nonetheless, they didn't. Crazy Bone, Wishbone, and Lazy Bone went on to do a single with Mariah Carey, I want to say in 1998. Uh, the breakdown, which actually was a dope record that they performed at the verses, which once again was a bad choice of an album to to perform. But I digress. Um, let's see. I think they might have been in hibernation up until 2007 when they signed with Swiss Beats Full Surface uh, and released the uh, Strength Loyalty and. I forgot what the fuck it was called, but they the single they did with Akon, I Tried. It was a dope record, right? Um, that whole album actually, in the scale of five star out of five stars, it was like a two, right? Now it does have songs on there that I wish Busy Bone was a part of, like Nine Millimeter. However, like I said, for whatever reason, they couldn't, they just couldn't get Busy Bone to collaborate with the rest of the group. Um they also went on to release several other like mediocre albums like Thug Stories in 2006, which that shit was garbage. I care not to even discuss it. Um, what else? They released, uh, they tried to follow up with The Art of War in 2014 with The Art of War 3, which I thought was a bad choice in like album titles considering they did an Art of War now it was two cds so they had the art of war one and the art of war two but because it was released as a double disc it should have just been the art of war and their 2014 art of war album should have been part two um i don't know who the fuck was in charge of that it was missing a lot of members notably crazy bone uh i don't really like a lot of tracks with the other members minus him uh i think he was on like two songs but they were kind of like the mediocre song so i really didn't like that album nor did i go out and buy it um it did have some good songs on it that were mostly lazy bone flesh bone and uh busy bone right now in my opinion crazy bone is the leader of the group uh he's humble and he likes to downplay it like he's just one of the soldiers of the group but he's actually the leader he actually he pinned the style that they all run with right if you listen to their if you listen to their single works they don't sound like bone thugs and harmony they sound like uh derivatives of the group crazy bone 
on his solo records sounds like the architect, right? He carries the same flow, the same singing, the same harmony, the same song structure uh, as their early release albums. So in my opinion, he's the uh, leader of the group. Crazy, a lazy bone likes to pretend like he's the leader, but he's like the de facto leader, the person that gets everybody together, I guess, according to him, he's the person that negotiates a lot of their deals and contracts that might explain why they have shitty contracts with certain record labels or whatever the fuck, right? Wishbone is just a stand-in member, right? If he was to leave the group, no one would give a fuck. Flesh and Bone, while he's not an actual core member, he's an honorary member, right? Now, he's been in a lot of the songs, um, and he's been on every album since the conception, minus, um, I want to say Thug Stories, he wasn't on there, um, he wasn't on too many songs, if I'm not mistaken, from Thug World Order, uh, thank God, because that was a shitty album, in my opinion, since he's gotten out of prison in 2009, he's been like an honorary member, they rotate him in when Busy Bone, I guess, isn't in agreement to roll with the group tour, right? Which surprisingly enough, he actually has been on a lot of their singles. So minus the crossroads of the first of the month, he was on Creeping on the Come Up. Um, he was on the For the Love of Money. Uh, he was on Paper Paper. He was on a lot of songs from East 99, like he was on East 99 Eternal. Uh, but he wasn't on the crossroads, the first of the month, the more notable songs, right? The ones that went like really, really platinum. He wasn't on looking in my eyes. Um, he wasn't on teach if I could teach the world. Uh, so he's to me, and I think even to the group, he's like a honorary member. They just rotate him in to substitute Busy Bone, right? Now. The fact that they were able to get Busy Bone out and actually come to the verses probably was because it was a big event. And probably because they were, verses probably was offering a lot of money, right? Probably paid the niggas anywhere between a hundred to a quarter million dollars each member, right? So that's enough to come the fuck out of the house. Um, Wishbone, like I was talking about the solo albums, Wishbone has never released a solo record which I think he has more adaptation to the current uh, music industry, right? He has more of a, his flow has always been more adaptable to rap music in general, right? It's kind of generic, but it's actually, it seems more palatable. Ironic enough, all the other members are so creative that they just can't fit into the commercial landscape of hip hop. Wishbone, I think, has the best ability to do that. However, I think he's just content with first of the month money, the crossroads check, right? As long as I get a royalty. You know, some niggas just don't want to be more than just a worker. Um, Lazy Bone, why he has the most ambition next to Crazy Bone, he has bad song uh, composers. His songs are composed bad. His beat selections are trash. Uh, his flow without Bone Thugs and Harmony He's he he needs the rest of the group, him, Wishbone and Fleshbone, in my opinion, actually need the group to support his style, right? Busybone is the most creative member of Bone Thugs and Harmony, uh, song-wise, uh, rap-wise, and even sound-wise. He also has the worst song composure, and if like even as a even as a diehard fan. And him being my favorite Bone Thugs and Harmony member, he actually has the, like, he needs an A&R. You can tell he's lacking artist development. Unlike Crazy Bone, Crazy Bone is his A&R. He has an ear for beats. He has an ear for a sound. He knows how to rap very well. Um, Busy Bone, it's like a hit and miss. He'll produce an album. It'll have 20, 22 songs on it. Um, and there'll only be five or six or maybe seven songs that are dope. Uh, Crazy Bone, on the other hand, if he has 22 songs, at least eight of them are ill. That's a high percentage. Lazy Bone, same thing with Busy. If he releases an album, a solo album, out of 22 songs, he's only making like maybe three songs that are dope. I can't listen to 19 trash songs. Um, 
Fleshbone is actually the most oddest member, right? And when I say odd, his songs aren't bad. His beats are just trash. He has a distinct flow like Busy Bone. Um, his song structures are reminiscent to Crazy Bone. But he just has like a weird, unlike Busy, I can kind of make out what he's saying. Flesh and Bone, I can't make out shit he's saying, right? He raps, if I'm not mistaken, um, he actually raps faster than Crazy and Busy, which is actually saying a lot. However, because he has like a, he doesn't really have a deep voice, but he doesn't have a light voice. It's like he tries to have a light voice like Busy Bone. So it comes across like incoherent. Um, his flow is dope. It's just his sound, the sound of his voice. I can't make out what the fuck he's saying. Um, and while his song structures are similar to Crazy Bones, right? They make the pattern of how he creates a song. You know what I'm saying? He comes in with the hook. He comes in with a verse. He comes in with the hook. He leads out with a verse and he leads out with the hook. Like that song structure is good for making commercial songs. You just can't understand what the fuck he's saying on most of them. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, he has about five or six solo albums. Um, he has a song right now called The Dedication, but it's reminiscent to the crossroads. Um, his swag is off. Like he doesn't know how to, he doesn't, his appearance is not for mainstream. And that's a big thing. Like you gotta look like up to date. He, he dresses like he's stuck in 1998. Same thing with Wishbone. Uh, which is probably why Wishbone has never released a solo album. Cause he recognizes that he probably doesn't have what it takes to actually do a solo record, right? Which it actually says a lot to his work, his work ethic. He's a very lazy motherfucker, considering that since they've been out 27 years, he's never released a solo album, right? That just shows a member that's just, he's like one of the temptations. He's not David Ruffins, like Busy Bone is, uh, and he's not even Otis, like Crazy Bone is. In, in my opinion, Crazy Bone is the Otis of the Bone Thugs and Harmony brand, right? Lazy Bone, he's one of the niggas from the Temptations you don't really give a fuck about. Same thing with Wish and even Flesh. Now, as a group, they have a con cohesive style, right? Um, I haven't been disappointed on too many Bone Thugs and Harmony records with most of the members on it. Um, the Resurrection was just like Art of War 3. It was lacking a lot of members, right? Um, it seemed to me like uh, the resurrection was like a busy bone, flesh bone, and lazy bone produced album. It was lacking a lot of wishbone verses uh, and crazy bone, which, like I said, with all five members, they they literally don't disappoint, right? Uh, Thug Stories was trash because it was missing busy bone, and the three members by themselves, for whatever reason, just could not pull the shit off, right? Crazy Bone shit was lackluster. Lazy Bone style was lackluster. And Wishbone, I mean, it wasn't even like he was trying. Um, and Lazy Bone, his solo albums, they, like I said, they, they have bad song structures, bad beats. L Burner was his breakout debut solo album. It was thoroughly garbage, right? I used it as a fucking coaster. And... Not to mention, Lazy Bone wouldn't be that bad if he rapped like he did on Creeping on the Come Up. It's like he's missing that hunger or that anger. I don't want to hear him. He tries to sing, but you're not Busy Bone or Crazy Bone, right? Just rap fast and rap with some heart like you angry. Even if you not fake it, my nigga, like he doesn't even try to like... Uh, he doesn't even try to kind of like... Uh, uh, recall that style from back in the early 90s which Crazy Bone has never let go of uh, Busy Bone for a time actually did kind of lose the Bone Thugs and Harmony style he tried to rap like Tupac where you can hear what he was saying but because his voice is so light no one gives a fuck like I don't want to hear you uh, try to rap bars and shit right because that's not what you're known for not to mention Bone Thugs and Harmony as independent or individual artists 
they don't actually lead with lyrical ability. They're not lyrically strong, right? What I mean by that is they don't have a bunch of metaphors, similes, double entendres, things of that nature. They lead where, where they lack in lyrical ability and complexity like Jay-Z or Nas. They make up with style like Twister. Well, unlike Twister, uh, Twister actually, like, he's ill. Like, he knows how to rap bars, right? Bone Thugs and Harmony have more of a com commercial like rap style, which is not bad, but they should lead with their strengths, right? But you can't teach a water how to go, uh, you can't teach a horse how to go to, to the water and drink, right? And because they're so creative as artists, I don't think they take a lot of uh, constructive criticism from their camps because if they did, uh, if they had a nigga like me in a circle, I would actually be able to guide them niggas to construct an album that literally is akin to their early style, right? With a more modern feel, right? But, like I said, can't teach an old dog new tricks, and that's why they've been stagnant as a group within commercial hip-hop, because nobody wants to hear a lot of, uh, and it pains me to say this, but nobody wants to hear a bunch of positive shit, not in rap, right? If you come out as thugs, even in harmony, you should probably have a style that's at least tough. I don't know what's happened. I don't know if they softened up since they've gotten older, they got children, whatever the fuck it is, it is hindering their creative palette as it pertains to being a gritty, hardcore rap group. Now, like I said, Crazy Bone, he's actually the best. He's the leader of the group. And he's actually my second best. He would be my first best, but there are a lot of songs, even though his his flow is, is dope, it's redundant. That's one thing I can say about Busy Bone, even when his lyrical ability is not up to par. He gives you more creativity to, like, basically discover some new shit. Crazy Bone... It's like Nas. Now, why Nas is a good hip-hop MC, he's redundant. His themes are the same. Hell, some of his words on his songs are like Tupac. They're redundant. Like, you said that same shit on another song, right? In a different way. But you said the same shit. Like, I don't want to hear about you being the dopest rapper. I don't want to hear songs where you rap about... Like, fixing the world. I don't want to hear songs all the time with the same subject matter. I don't want to hear you rapping about being the illest nigga. Like, even Jay-Z doesn't rap every song about being the dopest rapper, even though he's the dopest rapper. Um, and I'm not saying they should do songs like 3-6, which is glorifying violence, sex, and drugs, but considering it's hip-hop, my name, it's literally a genre reflecting the streets. And I know, while the streets does not always reflect... Um, over-sexualization, drug use, or even violence, those are core elements next to lyrical ability, right? Now, you can make a song talking about lyrical ability, not talking about, uh, or with lyrical ability, not talking about shooting nobody, selling drugs, or fucking hoes. However, we kind of want to hear a few of those songs, right? You got a lot of money. Surely you're fucking bitches. Um, surely you're getting high. And surely you will fuck a nigga up. We want to hear that within the context of like how you would present it, right? Every once in a while, this whole friendly, positive, change the world shit, while those songs should be leading the league, they get boring. Let's just keep it 100. Bitches like bad boys because the life, even though it's reckless, it's fucking exciting. I cannot fucking, you know what I'm saying, not acknowledge that. So it goes the same with music. So ugh. that's just a summation on Bone Thugs and Harmony as a group. Um, like I said, they're all in their mid to late 40s. Seeing if they're going to release another studio album probably isn't going to happen. Um, and even if it does, I mean, realistically, as a, a fan, do I want to hear some 50-year-old niggas rap about anything? At this point, not really. Like I was telling y'all in previous episodes, I listen to jazz. I've kind of phased out of hip-hop. 
because it's a uh, rebellious genre and at a certain part of, part of life while you can still be rebellious you get older and you're not just a rebel for the sake of being a rebel you're a rebel with a cause right even if you don't agree with the status quo there's a rhyme and reason after 30 after 30 there's reasons why you do shit right you're trying to build a family or wealth or buy a house because in the next 30 years you will be 60 and you will be elderly so while I love them niggas as a group I think they did their thing somewhat at the verses not as much as they should have but that's my analysis on them as a group and yeah every era of your life comes to an end so I'm not even gonna say that I'm gonna listen to a Bone Thugs and Harmony album I probably will listen to it on YouTube but buying it as a fan I'm past that stage and while I, I wish them niggas good luck with the rest of their lives I think that tide of hip hop it's 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 come and gone that, that ship is sailed I think they need to do something else like acting right but music I don't know I guess if you got enough money you can do it because you love it but if people don't really like the product should you still make it that's just where I'm at Anyways, that's been my thoughts, ideals, and opinions. I know I did stumble over a bunch of words. I kind of um, stalled and staggered. I'm a little bit rusty. Like I told you, I've been taking time off to do my web series, which you can stream December 24th. I'm actually releasing season two of Liquid City at www.warriorstylefilms.com. Again, that's www.warriorstylefilms.com. And like I said, you can stream it for $2.99. Uh, probably about... In about a week or so. If you're listening to this. Uh, this is a backlog uh, episode. I think I started recording it on the uh, 3rd. The day after the verses. By the time you listen to this, it will be the 8th. In about a week from now, I'll be back on the horse giving y'all more episodes. A little bit more often more frequent so try to stay and rock with me share the episodes download the episodes tell your friends and if you didn't like my uh, analytical synopsis on the verses fuck your mother matter of fact if you think 361 the verses um because they're a better group not be because yeah if you think that they are a better group even though they led with all those fucking destructive, drug-fueled, commercial-ass, bullshit, violence, glorification-ass records, and fucking mother. 